this is Angela Pretum with my new single, Hidden Wings, available on Apple Music and Spotify, or click the link in the show notes. Hello, I'm Shagilola Salami. It's the Shagilola Salami Show. The Shagilola Salami Show is a podcast show set in a virtual cafe. It's about books and publishing, but probably not like how you're imagining if this is the first time you're listening um, in. It's a very informal show. It's set in a virtual cafe where we have virtually delicious drinks. Um, and I chat with guests from all works of lives, uh, all works of life, um, authors and non-authors. And hopefully the show will teach you something new, motivate you or inspire you. Um, so whilst I'm sipping my virtually, well, actually real life um, ginger ginger water ginger infused water um i wonder who i've got here in the virtual cafe with me so who's here with me today hi i'm cb hoffman i'm an american author but before becoming an author i taught english in the public schools for 29 years and i always used to tell my students this is not real english this is not the king's english he would be mortified I I call it American English, and I think it I think it is a slight downfall from what it should be. But anyway, um, and I have six books online, and the very first book launched our mother son do it yourself publishing team. Interesting. And yes, mm-hmm. and. My son, Dan, is here with us also, and I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm Dan Hoffman. I am C.B. Hoffman's son and partner. Uh, So together we edit and write and design book covers and produce audio books and websites, (laughs) basically for her. And um, uh, we just... um, just try to figure out what it is that we want to accomplish in publishing and then figure out how we can do it ourselves. It's not always the easiest way, but uh, it's just the way that we've been making a go at it and uh, just figure out what it is we want to do and uh, create some to-do steps and then uh, then do it. <laughs> right. And I am sipping, uh, I'm having a uh, medium blonde roast with uh, one shot of peppermint and uh, some almond uh, non-dairy milk. Oh, give me a hot chocolate with salted caramel. <laughs> yes, CB, you're a woman after my own heart, right? Like, <laughs> hot chocolate is the best since the sliced bread. Like, and make sure you've got some whipped cream on top. Oh, of course, of <laughs> course, you know. Of course, it is like if the bees needs hot chocolate, right? Mm, and right. I right. Think- I think people are tired of me saying this story all the time, but you know what? I'm just going to say that because you're new people, right? We're just meeting for the first time. So, right. you know, I will, I, you know, hopefully the old listeners will get tired of me saying it. But when I was pregnant for some reason, right? As much as I love hot chocolate and I've always loved hot chocolate, like since like forever, right? But for some reason at 2 a.m., I had to have hot chocolate, scrambled egg and toast. Mm-hmm. Oh, my 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> That's crazier than me. That's a major production. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Every night for the last month before my daughter was born, I don't oh, no. know what it was, but I literally had to have, and it had to be proper scrambled egg, right? With uh, cheese. <laughs> it had to be perfection. Anything less than perfection. Wow. Who, who was uh, taking care of that dish for you? It was my birthing partner. He was like the most amazing friend that I could ever imagine anyone uh, would want. Uh, and he, was the uh, one. he had the humongous task of waking up at 2 a.m. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and going to work the next day? Actually, no. So it was like between the two of us, we stopped working because he was like, look, if I don't come and stay here with you, you're going to keep working. And because you're a really stubborn woman. Right. um so yeah so no work literally a whole month off or month and a half off um yeah so it was, it was, <laughs> i never forget and i just think why did i have to have scrambled egg at 2 a.m with hot chocolate like it well, just i don't know tell us does your daughter like scrambled eggs and hot chocolate she does <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if there's a connection right. there <laughs> Seriously, that is her favorite food, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Literally, she'll go, so sometimes she goes, yeah, so mom, can I have some hot chocolate scrambled egg and too toasty? Literally. Oh my oh, wow. Oh, how old is she? She's four going on 40. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Does she have her own podcast show yet? Well, she actually <laughs> does this with me, but she's, obviously going on 40 now so you know there's actually more important things to her sure mm -hmm. <laughs> right? so you know going to nursery you know doing sand castle those kind of things take you know have more importance to her now but i sure. think <laughs> later on she will come back again so when the show first started she used to come and co-host with me but now she's got more important things her life she's okay. got a more so her life is more what's the word she's got a more socially active life than i do Oh. <laughs> Sounds like the makings of a really good children's book. <laughs> true, true. Now but, that you say it. But then that's yeah. sort of part of how I wrote my first children's book, though. Mm. Mm -hmm. See? So now that actually gets me, though, because I was going to, like, when you were talking and I was like, the two of you are working together, mm -hmm. how does that work? Because one's the parent <laughs> and one's supposed to be in charge. One is supposed uh, to be telling the other what to do. How do well, you guys manage your dynamic? Well, I'll tell you something really interesting um, that was quite a transition for me hmm. was learning that my son Daniel has a lot of management uh, potential and he pretty much is the boss. Uh, you know, so I have always been, I guess, a little bit bossy and uh, demanding. <laughs> he <laughs> said myself, it, not me. Well, even with myself, you know, so like, for my uh, the first time in uni for me, I uh, was always working and uh, going to school part time and, and working full time. So I just always have been. And then I left uh, Orlando, Florida in the USA and moved to New York for 12 years and uh, got a job up there full time and then transferred to a design school up there. So I was working full time going to design school. So I've always just been, you know, so busy. And so I guess uh, really the only way to uh, to accomplish everything you're trying to do is just to put in more hours and to work faster and, and smarter. And so, um, so I guess I just bring that with me. And, uh, when it's just CB and myself, 
then, you know, I, I guess I'm always just trying to figure out what we need to do and to task it. And so I guess, uh, I guess I've just kind of assumed that role. Yes, but you know, that is, that is the way it really has to be. Dan knows so much more about technology and, and design than I do. I just want to write. I, maybe you feel this way too, but I just want to write and um, let him take care of everything else. So I guess it's only natural that he would step into that position and um, he's the one who made made it clear to me that my first book, Consuming Fire, an Alexa Silva novel, was going to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how in the world am I going to do that? And so, well, you know, she dies at the end of the first book. And yet he says... Don't give it away. Yeah, I'm not. But then he says... Oh, I'm intrigued now. Come yeah, on. This is going to be a trilogy. And I, okay. Well, it's very interesting the way we we worked that out. But um, aside from that, then he says, oh, and you're going to have to record these for audible.com. And I'm thinking... Oh my gosh, I just retired from teaching. I don't want to have to learn something new. I got a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Florida, and I got a master's degree in English language arts from UCF, which That's is the-, the University of Central Florida. And and then I I retired from teaching and I was thinking, "Oh, it's time to rest." And no. It's not time well, to I'm rest. I'm constantly asking CB, I said, well, do you want to do this or not? And she keeps saying, yeah, I want to do it. So, you know, uh, yeah. get to work. <laughs> but, but the interesting thing about Dan, and I know he's going to say, oh, this is too mushy. But it's, Oh, gosh, don't say it. But, it's the, <laughs> but, but listen, it's the truth about him is uh, even when I get mad at him, you know, angry with him because he he's quite a motivating pusher kind of person Hmm. even if I get annoyed with him the truth is he usually is right (laughs) and when I learned how to uh, record the books and edit them and do all of that I found myself a whole new career that I absolutely love so yeah he was right but he is very demanding that it be perfect when I'm you know, recording. So he keeps telling me how it should sound, which is like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, so um, so the, the first book should sound like she was accustomed to coming here. She was an assassin embroiled in a sultry web of blackmail and deceit. That's the first <laughs> sentence. And sometimes the way CB reads it, it's like, she was accustomed to coming here? That is yeah. the I'm like, is that true. a question? Yeah, no. But, uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, I did make her redo the first, the opening sentence a hundred times. Oh, at least, at <laughs> least. I mean, I recorded that. I recorded that book like four times for various reasons. In its entirety, six yeah. finished hours of oh, audio, which takes goodness. about a month each time. So Yeah. Yeah. So, and one thing and, I want to know, though. Uh-huh. When when is CB mom and when is CB mm-hmm. CB? Uh, I guess all the time. It's kind yeah, of a blend. Yeah, you yeah. know, I started calling her when she wanted to. Um, so we've been really working on these books for um, about seventeen years. Yeah, but wow. So I, 
I started, yeah, I started, um, so I got a job in graphic design, even though I had a marketing degree. And so I started going back to community college for graphic design. I was designing some really, really bad cover designs for her. That was I didn't about think 2000. they were that bad. They were, they were, they were awful. And that was, um, <laughs> that was in the year 2000. And then I started going back to school, you know, the community college for graphic design and, you know, I was getting better and I had worked in Orlando for five years and then I uh, reached out to New York and uh, got the job up there and then started going to school up there. And uh, so in 2008, I had finished uh, design school. And, um, and so CB, you know, I knew that she wanted her, um, her uh, nom de plume as an author to be CB Hoffman. And so I started calling her CB to kind of get her uh, comfortable with being known and called CB. And uh, I now I think it's it's the funniest thing. It's it's so I'll be talking to my brother Mark, and I'll I'll say uh, you know I'm going to whatever with CB and John, and Mark goes, "You mean mom and dad?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> well, see, the the truth is, CB th those are my initials. Yeah. And I went by CB Hoffman as an author because my name is so long. Yeah. We, Your name we is long. The real I noticed. Name. <laughs> yeah. Your name, your name's pretty long. How do you, do you go by your full name as an author on your on your book covers and such? Yes, um, because it's abbreviations and not like. Oh, yes, I yes is the short answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you must have uh, people mispronounce your name uh, quite a bit. Uh, we've been we've been discussing that for um, I don't know. I know, right? And I will admit, I will admit, Shagiola Salami, even from a Yoruba point of view, from a Nigerian point of view, it is not one of the most common names there are. Yeah. <laughs> right. And but it's beautiful. It is poetic. Yeah. It is it old school. It's like my grandmother's name. Uh -huh. So it's kind of like when you have like these really old English names that people, mm -hmm. no, no one ever calls these days, right? And that's kind of like why I actually prefer the name. And I always say to people, call it in full. Because some people, they want to go and I just feel like when people try to shorten it, they're mm -hmm. trying to sound really familiar with me. And I'm yeah. like, sorry, please. I don't even know you that way. Like, please <laughs> don't, right. don't be getting all familiar with yeah. me. <laughs> Oh yeah, see if they can get it right in its entirety before they can shorten it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, exactly. At least, but I don't really mind that people can't pronounce it um, properly, um, just because I know it's not an easy name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a go. It's Segulola. 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 She, she, she. So it's Segulola. <laughs> Shegulola. Okay. Shegulola. Okay. But, okay. and then for us, it's a little bit difficult too, because you also have the, uh, the, the English, English pronunciation, you know, we're having the American English. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a few, there's a few uh, barriers to uh, yeah. proper pronunciation. For yeah. Us. I think it's an insult. Oh, this is terrible. Somebody's going to get mad at me for this part. I, I always thought it was an insult for us to say that um, in, in America that we speak, English as though it's the same as what you speak in um, England, 
when you know actually really funny, right so i'm on cora right and i see people go on cora to ask oh yes so what do you guys speak in england and i'm like seriously uh, <laughs> oh come on <laughs> <laughs> or they go or they go and they're like so do you guys in britain do you guys fake your accent then you know because oh. in america oh. you don't have an accent i'm like seriously <laughs> It's kind of you not That's to tell you, them what yeah. you're thinking of yeah. them. <laughs> you know, in in um in New York, I had worked for uh, three years for an, an English uh, media company, and it was about eighty percent uh, Brits. And so I feel like I learned uh, a lot more than probably the average American. But uh, I think my favorite English phrase is "faff" and "right faff." <laughs> so I, I worked with a guy from uh, one of my one of my best mates. There was uh, from Wales. And he used to always say, oh, if you don't get the sweet green before noon, it's a faff. <laughs> and, like, and that just used to like just crack me up every single day. Sweet, sweet green. green. Yeah, that's, it's a, a salad place. He liked oh. to get in, just order a salmon salad and get back to the office within five minutes. But if, if he didn't get there before noon, then he would wait until two in the afternoon because he just didn't like to deal with like the line outside the door. And, yes, I can yeah, imagine. The queue. <laughs> What's the favorite food there uh, in London? Everyone's different. Um, but one of the beauty about London today is it is so ethnically diverse mm. that, you know, depending on what you're doing, right? Like there's, there's just different things. So for instance, if you're, okay, and probably, and this is me taking a stab in the dark, you know, in the dark, mm. and I hope no one comes and actually stabs me. But mm. I imagine, like, if you're a 20-something-year-old and you've been clubbing and mm. you're drunk and you're heading back home, you have to go and have a kebab. Like, kebab, literally, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, the food for drunk people yeah. after clubbing, right? Yeah. And hopefully I'm not, you know, it's a generalization. <laughs> Whereas, you know, obviously I'm in my early, no, wait, actually, I'm, gonna, I'm in my mid-30s now. Mm. And when I was a teenager and I've gone out with my friends or whatever, there is this place in South London and they made the most amazing bagels, right? Like uh, any kind of filling you want, you know, they've even had plantain filling in a oh, bagel goodness. and oh my yeah. good Lord, it, oh. Was, it was lush. Oh gosh, that sounds mm. amazing. Seriously. <laughs> So bagels was my thing when I was younger. What people do these days, I don't know. I just know of the kebab ones. <laughs> well, now you guys are making me wish we were really at a cafe. Yeah. Well, you can have virtual stuff. See, that's the beauty, though. It's you can have anything you imagine, and I will get it to you virtually, and it would be oh. virtually delicious. Excellent. Yeah, I'll have the schedul the schedulola. Did I say that right? it's good enough i'm sorry uh, the special shagulola special well seeing as you know the the special which is literally i will get you all right it's scrambled eggs because mm. anyone who, like how can anybody not like eggs right and how can yeah. you not like scrambled eggs so uh -huh. i will get you scrambled eggs with cottage cheese and oh. a dollop of butter on top of it and you can have it with beans on toast Oh, all right. Oh, I'm so sorry to spoil it all, but I want an Italian sub. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. No, that's, no. that's fine. <laughs> what sort of pastries do you like? Like, so there was a time someone came and they were, they were really cooing about, you know, cream tea. So um, mm. it was scones with clotted cream and jam. Mm. 
And literally, right, and I hope my children are listening to this, but mm-hmm. seriously, it gave me the first time in my life I had it. I felt like I had an orgasm in my mouth. It, was, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. it is literally one thing that you would have. You should eat only once a year. You should not yeah. have it. You know when something is so delicious mm-hmm. that you can almost go into a coma from the deliciousness, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. You know, for a while in New York, I was addicted to almond croissants. And, uh, you know, I would pop down. There was a, a little um, a French bakery right down from uh, the place I worked in Soho in New York City. And, uh, I mean, I was spending, no joke, probably $8 U.S., on uh, a coffee and a and a almond croissant, and <laughs> I wasn't able to do that for very long. Definitely put on a few extra pounds, uh, a few extra kilos, and uh, you know. But but gosh, an almond croissant. Oh man, just from this French place, it just was so perfect. Oh, I have a problem with chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been to France and I had a croissant once in France, mm-hmm. and I know it's supposed to be there. It's supposed to be perfect, but yeah. I found that. In France, their croissants were quite heavy, whereas what we make in the UK is very fluffy and it's very Mm. light and it's very melt in your mouth. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. what we have here too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I I could go for a cannoli. (laughs) A cannoli would be fine. Mm -hmm. What is that? Oh, it's a it's a crispy a crusty kind of pastry that is rolled into a tube, and it's made. The the filling is, believe it or not, ricotta cheese. It can be. Now yeah, you can get chocolate with, and with different yeah. with different things added to it, mm-hmm. and it's sweet and it's delicious. It's Italian. Yeah, we're I'm mostly Italian, <laughs> and you and you stuff all that inside that pastry crust, and it's just really good and fattening oh my gosh i need to go to the gym (laughs) i'm putting on some virtual calories here (laughs) i can imagine i'm just thinking i was thinking all that calories right that's like that would happen yeah i'm gonna we're gonna be like she's gonna be over you're gonna hear like a knife and a fork on a plate in the background and she's over yeah yeah i'm here i'm here i'm here (laughs) okay Right, so let's be serious now because obviously you're going to teach us something and then, you know what, I love you guys, right? Because I like Aww. food. And yeah, yeah. Thing, when you meet someone, you know, even though virtually and you guys can have an amazing laugh over food. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, you're going to be surprised when we, when we literally show up and, uh, and invite you to a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> yes, or listen. Okay, the last you're... thing I'm going to say about food and we're going to be serious, right? Uh-huh. All right. When my daughter, after she was born, right? So a friend of mine told me about this um, cafe that was literally just down the road from where I used to live. And they were, they had on site, they churned their own butter and they had, they made the buttermilk from the butter. They used it to make their own pancakes, right? And the place was so amazing, right? That even though there were loads of other coffee shops and cafes, in, on the high street, mm-hmm. whenever you're walking past, there was a massive queue yeah. of people waiting to get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like that in New York, too. Uh, the guy that invented the, um, the cronut, which is half croissant, half donut, people would wait in line. I mean, it was literally a few blocks from, uh, from where I worked, but I could never go there because on the way into work, there, there was a queue uh, a, a block long and then turned and went down the block. And I'm like, 
what time do you guys have to work? You know what I mean? As, you know, I'm like, are you guys assistants that are getting like, or, or maybe, maybe they have like a deal, like I'll go pick up the cronuts today and tomorrow it's your day. And like, I, you just show up to work whenever you show up. I don't know. That must, they must've had an agreement like that or something, but I could never, ever go there. You know, it's like this famous cronut and it's right down the street and you just can't get it, you know? So yeah, they had like a line and a, a, a producer outside with a headset and, you know, like a clipboard. And it's just like, it's a major production to get these cronuts. But it, you know, <laughs> oh, wow. so we'll get, we'll get serious. <laughs> so Stevie, when was your first book published? What was it called? Well, the first book is Consuming Fire, an Alexa Sylvan novel. And it has a background. Um, took me like I was while I was teaching and working on my master's degree and all this other stuff I was writing when I could and being the very first book I ever wrote I must have had 14 different versions you know you I don't I don't know how you write but with the very first book I wrote I went into a I'd write about the first three chapters and decide whether or not I liked it. And so I reapproached it so many times. So by the time I had it finished, it was, I think the first time it was published was in 2011. And then um, I was recording it. And as I was recording it for audible.com, I thought, oh no, this isn't good. I did what I always told my students not to do and that's leave gaps, uh, leave, leave the reader hanging with, without um, good transitions and connections yeah. within, within the story. And so I contacted Dan and I said, uh-uh, this, this book's going to have to get rewritten. So um, he was happy with that. I think he's been afraid. You know, you asked about the difference between CB and mom. Yeah. He, he wants to tell me professionally what he thinks but he doesn't want to hurt my feelings mm. so um that's that's kind of a deterrent to really getting the best quality out of me so now that he's gotten very blunt with me i'm less <laughs> i'm less concerned about hurting her feelings yes. now than i was uh, when we first started mm -hmm. yeah so <laughs> so yeah so then he went on on to say to me you know i was thinking that we should rewrite that <laughs> and so I said, all right. So we knuckled down and uh, I had to create new characters and more scenes in France because some of it happens in, in France. And so there were so many things for me to learn, but I did learn because see, this is a, this is a suspense mystery, murder mystery kind of thing because she's yeah. an assassin. And and what's interesting about it is it's a brand new cutting edge type of genre. It's Christian fiction that is a murder, suspense, mystery. I mean, a lot of people say, how does that fit together? But, uh, you know. I mean, it's great. Uh, CB doesn't use uh, foul language, no sex, no drugs, uh, no cussing. And, um, you know, I'm, I don't know how it would have been to, uh, to write a love scene with your mom anyway. So I'm glad. Yeah. There's romance, but there's no, romance. Uh, yeah. And there's yeah. no gratuitous violence. So it's really cool because, uh, you could have it on or you could, um, 
you could allow uh, little ones to listen to it. And uh, it's, it's very well written too. I think sometimes, uh, you know, foul language becomes a crutch uh, to, oh, yeah. to um, you know, taking yeah. a shortcut to finding a, a better way I, to say something. I always said, and of course, I don't know how you feel. I don't know you, what's the genre you, you write? Me, it's um, children's. Children's yeah, so children's. But yeah. I have written under a, another pen name, um, one, it was literally, I was, okay, so with that one, and uh, this is me stealing your thunder, right? No. No, okay. it's all right. <laughs> so on Goodreads, right? So at the beginning, I was actually quite active on Goodreads. And a lot of people used to say that, um, you know, if you just write a romance, you know, that romance is really popular and people seem to do extremely well. And then, you know, the scientist in me was like, you know what, I'm just going to put, you know, a test on that and just see, you know, if I put, if I wrote a book, which is one page and left everything else blank, would people just go and buy it? Right. Mm -hmm. um, but then I was having a conversation with someone about something else. And I was like, you know what, I would actually write, like to write a really scary book, like horror, mm -hmm. right. For mm -hmm. African fiction horror. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm a scaredy cat. I will admit mm -hmm. it. Right. Mm -hmm. I scare myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wanted to write it. Well, you know, I the, the writer, your your mind dwells in what you're writing. Yeah. And that's why I don't know how Stephen King, uh, he's a popular American writer. Yeah. Oh, everyone knows Horror. Stephen King. <laughs> and I've always thought, how in the world can you let your mind dwell there? I just, you know. And you know what, though? I'm really glad you brought up Goodreads. Uh, we have... So um, one of the things, like we, while we've been creating a lot of content right now, we're trying to create an audio drama podcast, and we're kind of obsessed with that. And um, but but so Goodreads, and there's a few platforms that I really like. I have on our to do list, and they've been there for years, is to explore Goodreads. Did you have good success with that? So when I started my first, well, what, what am I saying? When I started my first, when I started my podcast. Mm -hmm. the first guest or guest that I got were from Goodreads. Mm. When I was looking for reviews for my book, the first mm -hmm. bloggers and reviewers, I got it from Goodreads. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm not active on Goodreads anymore because I think mm -hmm. I read somewhere that, so Goodreads needs a lot of time investment. Yeah. Yes. And mm. I find that my platform of choice right now uh -huh. is twitter because okay. twitter you can literally join a conversation with someone and you wouldn't seem like a weirdo yeah right right whereas right. goodreads you can't just see someone and then start having a conversation with them so i like that beauty of twitter that it just allows you to have conversations with anybody and everybody. And I do a lot of what is called social listening. Mm -hmm. So basically, for instance, if I wanted to promote my podcast now, I would just type in the search bar, I would go something like, um, <clears throat> recommend a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And it will then bring up a list of tweets where people have used those words either as a phrase or, you know, sort of at somehow within the um the tweet, right? And so mm -hmm. when I'm seeing someone, oh, can someone recommend a podcast for me? I'm like, oh, you know what? Thanks for this. You know, sorry to mm -hmm. jump. You know, can you check out my podcast, right? Or mm -hmm. if a blogger is saying, or someone is saying, oh, can someone recommend a book for me to read, right? I'll go, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, here, can you know, you can check out my book, for instance, or you can check out the book by this person, right? Oh, that's a great idea. 
So that's what works for me. I recently, and that the reason I joined LinkedIn recently was because I kept getting a lot of invitations to join LinkedIn. And so mm-hmm. when I joined LinkedIn, it was a whole new experience, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm having professional conversations. So whereas the type of conversations I was having on Twitter was one type, whereas on LinkedIn, I was having a whole different type of conversation. It was almost always talking to peers rather than, hey, come on, you know, check out my work and what I'm doing. Whereas now I'm having conversations with other professionals, you know, not necessarily bloggers, just other people who have other things to, you know, to bring into the equation. And mm-hmm. yes, I was having that conversation. But the two places that I've had the most surprise from in terms of returns has been Reddit and Cora. Okay. Um, right. CB, oh. CB, are you writing all of this down? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to have the, the uh, link, so we will get to write it down. <laughs> right. Hey, I didn't finish answering your question, but when we, when we uh, finished with the rewrite, I was so totally happy with it. That's one reason why I recorded that book four different times. Yeah. Was be- was because, you know, we rewrote it, but uh now I really feel good about it and and um know that it is the best we can do. And I know it's Christian fiction and it's got murder and everything in it, but the main themes are repentance and forgiveness and reconciliation. It has a uh daughter uh father kind of conflict mm. uh at the basis of it and um, i know there's a a lot of that that goes on uh, and hopefully some people have some good relationships but that's how it starts out so okay so it it, it's and it's um it's really i guess i have to tell you this the um the dot the the dad in this has been training her to be an olympic sharpshooter because he was ready to compete in the olympics and had to he got drafted during the wars last war so um he trained her and was going to have her compete and she was doing it out of love for him but then comes an offer from from France for her to train in a, in a design house and mm. she wants to be a she wants to be a fashion designer so then everything comes down okay. they that yeah that does not go over too well with him so it's it's um it's it's interesting how they find their way back together and what happens in in all of it so <laughs> I think the second, the, the final version was, has just been published um, within the, this last year. Yeah. And okay. So, so it's up to date and it, and it's uh, the, the best we can do new and improved. And yeah. it's, yeah. And it's, it's um, been, it's been a, a journey of a lifetime, just a really great thing to experience. I know you, you feel that way with your children's books, I'm sure. Yes, yes. It's. I think with just writing in general, it feels like giving birth. Well, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, you could put it that way. 
it feels like giving birth it's just because you're going so like my head right it's just it's just some place that people should not ever be in right uh. and so for me it's like finally i can take a portion of all the craziness in my head mm-hmm. take it out of there put it on paper and mm-hmm. give it life you know and that's mm-hmm. completely right and people that share that same taste will love it and other people who may not share the same taste may not. You know, like I've heard um, it described as, uh, you know, just like cooking. You know, you can open like the world's best restaurant in your opinion and it's your taste and people come and love it. And then other people may come and, and you know, maybe they don't like, you know, that kind of beef or those kind of kebabs yeah. or, you know, they're just from a different, uh, you know, perspective. And, and so that they won't share that same taste. But, you know, that's fine because the people who do are going to really, really connect. Exactly. You know, you're never no. going to please everybody. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Definitely yeah. And not. And you shouldn't even try. You know what I mean? Right. And you have to write what you like, what's interesting to you. Because if it's not interesting to you, it'll be obvious in the writing. Yes. You know, yeah. you can, you can yeah. always tell that. Right. Yeah. So one thing I want to know, though, how do you guys manage your parent-child business partner relationship like if someone was listening to you and you know they wanted to work with their children you know the way you've got your relationship together like what sort of things did you learn from how how long have you guys been working together now well we've just started this uh business um within this last uh year so uh, but working together on, he became my content editor. Well, hold on. When, so, when you say the last year, I mean, you mean like really starting the promotions and stuff um, like that. I mean, the, you, the do-it-yourself uh, publishing team is, well, is new. But what do you, But hold on. I mean, you've incorporated like five years ago. And I mean, really, mm-hmm. like I just moved back uh, within three or four months. And so we've we've really been, this is the first time that we've been kind of together uh, you know, uh, in the same household and able to actually focus on this like it's a full-time job. So it's always been a side hustle for, I mean, for, I mean, 10 years, you know okay. what I mean? So Yeah. Well, um, he used to call me when he was walking home from work in New York, he'd call me and uh, ask what, you know, what have I written next? And I, I would tell him and then he would, oh, he's so picky. He would say, "It's true." He'd it's true. say, "You can't say taxi. Nobody takes a taxi anymore. It's a ride share." Mm-hmm. So I had to change that. I had to change all the ways that I refer to photography and dark rooms and everything because everything's digital now. Yeah. And yeah, so we learned to work together. He became my content editor when, uh, you know, I I'd say it's been about ten years. And just recently, we decided that we could put all this together and all our experiences and all the things we've learned and all the skills that we have and, and put it together as a do-it-yourself publishing team. And that's, that's only been within the last year. So we are learning to work together as, um, in that capacity. So it's, it's been two different types of transitions in working together. And now it's totally part, total partnership and, and uh, pretty much doing the do-it-yourself publishing. Right. So basically we just keep piling more and more on our plates. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a buffet. It's like, Oh, I'll have a little social media, but not too much. Uh, we actually do need to make that more of a main course, but 
you know, a whole bunch of writing and now we're trying to get the, uh, the um, kind of the how-to guides. Mm -hmm. We're actually working on a how-to book, but um, we actually just made like a little PDF of uh, kind of things that we've learned the hard way and okay. um, what we think are our most important tips and, and most important things that we do. One of them being like, you know, um, when you get your manuscript uh, to a good place before you share it with anybody, submit it for copyright because you could submit non-disclosure agreements. You could have people sign those all day long, but you know, if you're, if you're transmitting, uh, you know, your baby electronically, you know, how would you know if anybody's not going to borrow a portion or, you know, completely rip it off. But if you've already submitted that for copyright, then that's a great way. And then you could have other people work on it. You could start showing it to, a, you know, share it with a cover designer or take a stab at that yourself. But, and then once you get it back and let's say you hire proofreaders and editors and everything, then you can submit it with changes for copyright. So, you know, just kind of like little things like that, that we've, we've learned. And, and to, and to finish answering her question, mm -hmm. I would say, um, I think we respect each other's knowledge and skills and we will remain teachable because if I get all prideful about the fact that, you know, I have a master's degree and I've taught English for 29 years. If I, if I'm gonna, yeah, if I'm gonna come off that way, then it's like, it's like sending this subliminal message. You don't have anything you can teach me. And I don't, I don't really feel that way. I feel like he knows more about this do it yourself end of the business than I do. I have five or six books waiting to be finished. I've been right trying to write and I feel like I can't write anymore. Yeah, because... I won't let her do it. We, we, we're focusing on on promotion for yeah, uh, the next yeah. year or two or more. So, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to side hustle those new books. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I have to write at night when he's yeah. after he's but, gone to bed. You know, it's like it's like if if a tree falls in the forest, does anyone hear it? You know, it's like if you release a book online, does anybody know? You know what I mean? You got to, you got to get out there and tell people and build an audience. And like, you know, I don't think adding another book online is going to be See, like beneficial said, if nobody knows about even it. Even though he yeah. annoys me, he's usually right. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I like your dynamic together. Um, so what are you, so apart from your book, so now just condense everything that you do, right? So CB, you write the books. Dan, he edits them. He does the cover design. He does mm -hmm. all the other things outside of that. But mm -hmm. then you've now got this other side hustle. Just summarize it down because see, I've got okay. baby brain, right? And I always like to have things really condensed down for me to then remember everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I, I come up with the premise of the book and, and uh, put it all together, characters and all. I do my own editing grammatically because I was very big on grammar uh, when I taught, and I always have been. Dan will go over what I write, and he'll say, well, couldn't you say it this way? Or couldn't you remove that particular object and put this in? In other words, I'm older, <clears throat> and he wants some wants everything to sound up to date and more useful and so he does that yeah and <laughs> yeah, action packed and you know, I, there's yeah. lots of action in it and yeah. in all my books but 
Yeah, I'm an Indiana Jones lover, and I I wound up writing that way. My books read like movies. <laughs> I've been told that many times. <laughs> and um, so I do that, and then I'm the one who's doing the recording for Audible. But okay. he comes back in, and he, he listens to everything, and he tells me, redo that section and so forth. <laughs> so he's, he's the manager and... Um, final editor on whether or not something goes out the way that I've got it. Yeah. And cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. And Dan, he's, he's doing everything else. Honestly, they would, the books would never get online if Dan wasn't doing the formatting and preparing them and, <clears throat> and submitting them. I mean, he's just, he's the graphic designer and technology guy mm -hmm. extraordinaire. Yeah. Lots of patience he's on his part. Yeah, you know, uh, graphic design, website design, and uh, I do a little bit of development. Uh, you know, we had some help uh, getting some website templates set up from a guy who is excellent at, uh, you know, coding mobile-first websites, and I can get in there and update them and add new pages, and, you know, I've taken a bunch of classes in that, but, you know, that's like speaking another language. And so, yeah. you know, it's it's basically kind of like, we're, we're just doing everything. Like, what do we want to do? And then how do we do it? And if it's just something that is just technically beyond your grasp, get a little help, learn how to, you know, modify it and uh, just kind of get help as needed. And, um, Oh, he's become yeah. very, very good with photography too, even underwater video and taking video with drones. Yeah, that's another side hustle of mine, but yeah. we, we won't bore them with that. <laughs> he's got a world travel yeah. blog. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah. you just do work exclusively together or have you now started taking orders from external clients? No, no, this, the, my, my only other side hustle right now is a travel blog with my wife and uh, we took a year off and traveled. And um, so no, it's, it's only exclusively with CB. We are, um, our uh, to do list is always five pages long. And uh, so we just added uh, an audio drama podcast so we're uh, we we subscribe to a um, a sound effects library. So we're downloading like gunshots and footsteps. Oh, that's and, exciting! Yeah. You ought to try that. Yeah. And Makes so, your book come alive. Yeah, mm. actually, the actually we just uh, registered the domain name, and I I downloaded a WordPress template. And my brother is very uh, tech savvy as well. He came over and helped me set up like the the WordPress backend on it. And so I literally have put one graphic up on the site. We were hoping to have. Uh, the first audio drama podcast episode done tomorrow, but I don't think we will. But the um, the the URL is it's it's called fashionassassinpodcast.com. Wow! And yeah, hopefully um, hopefully when this airs, uh, there will be ten episodes up. But uh, so so currently it's actually live, and if you go there, you'll uh, you'll see that there's literally just one image. We're we're still kind of working on it, but that's just you know how we do things is. Uh, you just gotta you when you can find an hour or two here and there and and just and when we get try to the, focus on something when we get this perfected and get this down then who knows where it's gonna go next but yeah. audio but, dramas yeah. are amazing right yeah yeah you know, you know what would be lovely what would be lovely is please, when please you guys tell. sorry so I'm oh, sorry please please <laughs> yeah when you are yeah. all up and running and you've got maybe at least one episode out yeah. you guys could come back and then play a snippet maybe like 
15, 20 minutes. Oh, that would be fantastic. Oh, we would yeah. love that. Yeah, and but you know what? It's so, it's funny because it's like, so I'm like, we have all this recording equipment and CB's getting really good at doing the audiobooks. And so, and then um, somebody recommended it. They said, oh, this would be perfect for an audio drama podcast. I'm like, okay, cool. So we start looking into that. And then there's all these things like Stitcher and SoundCloud and, you know, and you're in the Apple, uh, Apple iTunes podcast. And so you're like, okay, cool. So we need a distribution platform. We also need a website. We got to register the website URL. We got to uh, subscribe to a, a sound effects uh, library. Yeah. We have to, you know what I mean? So it's just like, everything is like a brand new education. And, and it's just, uh, it's just kind of mind boggling. But when you say um, one episode, so what I've been reading too is, you need to have at least five episodes, quote, in the can, you know, like an yes. old film reference. You need to have at least five episodes in the can before you can even promote it because you, you want to be, quote, news, uh, new and noteworthy. Yes. And you want to, like, try to get some, some promotion and, and stuff behind that. You don't want to just have one episode and people are like, okay, what's next? And they forget about you. You know, yeah. you need to have five or ten up. And they're saying, they're saying that um, the, the day you launch, you need to have one to three episodes up. And then every other day, put up a new episode for at least the first two weeks. So it's kind of like, you know, no, you're like, that's, that's incorrect. No. Oh, yeah. So we the, could, we could start Wait, a dialogue on. with you and learn yeah. what you know. Yeah. No, because the thing is, right. So I know that people like instant gratification, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm a big lover of instant gratification. Sure, sure. But if you think about movies, right, they don't play five episodes on the first day. If you're lucky, you might get two episodes back to back, mm -hmm. right? So you need to, because with audio drama, with podcasts and the things like this, it takes so much, right? And mm -hmm. if you don't pace yourself effectively, you're going to burn out. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> right? So okay. I do once weekly. There are lots of other podcasters who do once a day. I literally do not have the resources to do once a day, right? Mm -hmm. But I do once a week. That mm -hmm. suits my style and my life perfectly. And I've been able to pace myself for three years plus. Wow. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's good. Yeah. So the same thing. Some people, they do theirs based on seasons. So you then need to decide, do you want to make your show a season one? Or do you just want to make it a running one that's just ongoing, ongoing, ongoing? Right. Well, and then if you're going to do it as a season, then you say, okay, right, this season, how many episodes are they going to be in this season? Right. So you, and then whatever schedule you want to release it, that's how I would recommend you do it. So at the beginning, you'll say to your listeners, great, this is a new podcast show. It's a once a week podcast show. You know, I'm giving you an extra long beginning episode, whatever it mm -hmm. is you want to tell them. And then mm -hmm. say every week on Friday, for instance, a new episode will come out. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. people know they've already caught their intention. They like it. They will put the time to come back the following week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you then put 10 episodes on one day, one, you're going to overwhelm people because then they're going to be downloading 10 episodes at the same time. Yeah. So you don't yeah. want to overwhelm people. You want to do it, you know, in a stage manner. And this is what I did when I started, right? Because when you start, mm -hmm. you're not going to have a thousand followers. You're not going to have a thousand listeners on day one, unless you're a celebrity, which is a different mm -hmm. kettle of fish. But do you right. get what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and you want to you know pace what? people. 
Oh, for sure. But right. so she has uh, six, um, six books, the content ready to go. So um, I was thinking, okay, the first book is six finished hours of audio. So some of that could be, you know, re-recorded or we could just chop all that up and now add sound effects. So I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think it's going to be a massive re-recording. I think it'll just be a lot of the editing. So I don't think that will be as, uh, as exhausting. And, and so we already kind of like the content is kind of ready to go. So that's kind of an ace up the sleeve. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not like sitting down and, and, and like you said, either trying to record uh, all day on one day or try to break it up. It'd be, it'd be more of like an editing and, and, uh, identifying the right sound effects and the right uh, background music and that sort of thing. So I don't think it'll be it'll be that bad. And we've we've got like for the first trilogy uh, that we want to promote first uh, the three books. Quick so question. they're already recorded. Sorry, yes, question. that's okay. Would it only be CB recording, or wouldn't it be a conversation with multiple people? Yeah. Yeah, actually, oh, you're right. Good, good question. I would, yeah, we, we want to, uh, I guess, get my voice on there for the, uh, for the males. And uh, so I guess you're, you're right. There will be some re-recording for that. But um, um, yeah, I don't think it'll be too bad. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I think it, yourself. I think it'll yeah. be more fun having... Yeah. Uh, I love, I, I prefer yeah. audio dramas to audiobook. I love listening to the soundtrack and the background noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. It is, you know, so when you guys are finished, you know, I would definitely love to listen, you know, to at least one episode um, oh, that'd be of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, we'll be in touch. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, I don't know if you ever have the desire to come to Disney World. We, uh, <laughs> we do live near Orlando. <laughs> you know what? I keep getting invitations to come to the States. And uh, you know what? At this rate, I probably would have to. And I'll probably go, great, I'm coming down this way now. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure my little girl would love it. Yeah, yeah. I'll just get a call when you're at the airport. Hey, surprise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, before I have to kick you out, because it's really come to that time of day when I literally have to kick you guys out, what final words of wisdom can you share with the listeners? What do you want them to remember you guys with? Mm. Mm. Uh, that's a tough question. I'm going to let you handle that one, CB. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, well, I think the most important thing is love. And I know that sounds kind of, you know, cliche, but it is. If we didn't totally love each other and put up with each other and forgiving, wow, if you don't forgive each other on a regular basis, and you start holding grudges mm -hmm. or you get bitter about it, then how can you work? It doesn't matter if the person's your relative or just a business partner. Yeah. You've got to be accepting the human aspect of, of not only them, but yourself. You gotta forgive yourself when you screw up too. But you know, that's, that's pretty much it. And that's pretty much what's in my books. It's about uh, the love and the forgiveness and and uh, the ability to become tolerant of uh, one another hmm. and the differences in your personalities and, and the way that you would approach problems and deal with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. And Dan, you have to say something. What have you learned from working with your mom? Um, 
You know, I think that uh, I, I really love the content. Uh, it, it really surprises me just how well she can write. Like her first sentence is, uh, she was accustomed to coming here. She was an assassin embroiled in a sultry web of blackmail and deceit. And what, what's happening is a girl's entering, uh, the girl who's the, the um, uh, getting blackmailed into being an assassin enters a church to get some payoff cash. And, you know, like I probably would have written girl enters church. You know what I mean? More like a yeah. screenplay, but CB like strings together these sentences and I'm just like, where in the world did she come up with this? It's just, it's, it's quite amazing to me. So I love that, you know, I, originally I was just attracted to the content. Like if, you know, if I was in New York and I said, you know, read the first sentence to me, if it wouldn't have grabbed me like that, I probably would have been like, oh, that's nice. You know, uh, bye, I'm off to a movie or something, you know, but, um, but I really, really believe in, in what she's doing. And I think it's, it's cool that, uh, you know, I get the opportunity to work with someone that's as talented and that also happens to be a family member. And I think most importantly, that puts up with me. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But he's so talented. We, hey, listen, if you go to our website, you will see, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you will see our connection for iTunes. We have a video on iTunes. Because it's a YouTube. I'm sorry, YouTube, <laughs> you're right, YouTube. There, Dan um, had us record, not record, what, what do you call it? We made a little short film. Yeah, uh, we yeah, did. We, yeah, and we had one and a half hours in a little, in a little church. Uh, we, we needed like a, a small church with stained glass windows. And uh, we sent my dad, who's also our PA, we sent him to the bank to get $100 in, in single bills. And then we put 20s at the front and the back. So when my wife rips the, uh, the payoff cash underneath the pew and, and flips through, it looks like it's, uh, you know, two or three inches thick of yeah, uh, the payoff, $20 bills. The and, payoff cash is yeah. in a large manila envelope yeah. taped underneath a pew. Yeah. And we had a, a friend who was involved with law enforcement. Uh, a cop bursts the door open and scans the room with a flashlight. And so there's only two actors. And uh, one of them was in law enforcement, so it's cool. We got to actually have uh, real firearms, and uh, so it was just uh, it was just really fulfilling. And I would love to redo it if I could. The uh, in my opinion, the focus is a little soft in some places and a little dark. And but I think it's 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 pretty cool. Um, you know, we're just yeah. trying to you know figure out any way we can do to create some excitement and and uh, and not go broke trying to buy all the lighting equipment and yeah, everything yeah. that you need uh, everything yeah. that i want <laughs> yeah yeah he dan dan's big on equipment That's yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so. okay well thank you um cb thank you dan it's been an absolute pleasure yeah, um, chatting with you guys it's been an honor getting yeah, to know thanks. you yeah, so fingers crossed in the not too distant future we'll connect again when you have yeah. your audio drama sorted Thanks. Thanks and for the we advice. we will definitely make sure you're the first to know. Yeah. Yes. And then when you go, you'll be like, hey, as yeah. seen on the Shagulala Salami show. Ah, there you go. Yes. There you go. And yeah. maybe inspire you to do the same thing. Yeah. And hopefully CB will be a little bit more social media savvy by that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding, CB, yeah. but seriously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we've come to that time of day where I have to say goodbye. If not, my four going on 40-year-old little child is going to Aww. say, Mom, you're late, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Okay. Yes, really right. enjoyed Bye, it. everyone. Bye. Until next week, it's the Shagilala Salami Show.